and we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. Welcome to Gay USA. I'm Andy Humman. Welcome back, Ann. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. I really I did the math and I realized that you and I have not done the show together for six weeks. I miss you. Uh, I'm glad miss to be you back too. With- but here we are. In the news, Congress member George Anthony Devolder Santos, aka Katira Ravach, <laughs> is now the two things Republicans hate most drag queens, and people who help undocumented immigrants. And that's only the beginning of the story. There are so many updates on him. And on the heinous Florida governor, DeSantis, who has gone from don't say gay to don't say black. And he's intensifying his attacks on gender-affirming care and public education. On the other hand, Democrats in the New York State Senate blocked Governor Kathy Hochul's nomination of a conservative as chief judge of New York. Yeah, we'll see where that goes from here. The Catholic Bishop of Des Moines, Iowa, likes to dress up, as they all do, but is forbidding transgender people to do so. Mary Trump and Lee Daniels uh, speak out at an LGBTQ political dinner. In New York. Uh, very terrific. Uh, legendary off-Broadway actor and director Everett Quinton of the Ridiculous Theater Company has died. The Church of England has okayed blessings of gay couples, but not marriage. And the Pope uh, has uh, criticized anti-sodomy laws, but still says it's sin. I'd call that a mixed message. One step at a time for him, but uh, more discussion later. So even though we don't want to make this the George Santos show. Well, we're also going to give you the LGBTQ angles on the Oscars. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, But uh, we will start by digging in once again to the George Santos story. I have, I believe, 10 bullet points of updates on George. We have nine. (laughs) Uh, But we will start. Oh, wait a minute. No, I have 10. Uh, we uh, we want to start, of course, with the whole thing about the drag shows, because, uh, you know, this man cannot open his mouth without lying. It's just unbelievable, even though he's been totally exposed. Uh, so there he was saying with uh, an old uh, colleague in Brazil saying he'd done drag shows and showing this picture Uh, And yet George started off by saying, no, 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 it's all a lie. I was just at a festival having fun. Categorically denied it. Yeah. (laughs) Now now, then he says it's drag, uh, but I'm not I'm not a drag queen. Please uh, roll the videotape. So uh, many, many pieces of evidence have been coming out about him as a drag queen. You see him there on the right being a drag queen and enjoying himself at one of these festivals and in Brazil. Uh, he wanted to be Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro in a, in a drag contest. Well, according to everybody, he's participated in many pageants. And uh, well, he says he won them. I don't know if we have any evidence of that. 
but he certainly participated. Uh, and and so it's yet more lies. And the question is, is this going to be acceptable to his uh, right wing colleagues who have been very adamant in their condemnation of any drag, let alone drag well, beauty pageants? This is a guy who backed the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida. Uh, and uh, yes, you know. yes. And has complained about drag queens, I believe, in uh, in schools and you know, talking to children. And yet there he is. Uh, and seven states have bills to ban drag shows entirely or restrict them. Uh, and they equate them with things like pornography. Yeah. Uh, we also know that he that the Republicans did know a lot about him before he was elected and yet stayed quiet. And it, it's not like all of this is a huge surprise to them. So, but they won't talk about it. They won't talk about him. They won't talk about doing anything to him. So uh, this is all just, <laughs> yes, unplug that phone, Andy. Uh, and it was, sometimes we forget to unplug the phone. Uh, but there is a long list of things he's uh, uh, been found to do that uh, just have not been addressed by the Republicans. Uh, he claims to have made appearances on Hannah Montana and Zach and Cody. No, he did not. Uh, he he did show up uh, at the walkaway events. Remember Brendan Straka, Brandon yes. Straka, and his uh, who's a, a anti-gay gay. Uh, very right wing, whose uh, walkaway is trying to seduce Democratic uh, LGBTQ to walk away from the Democratic Party and become Republicans. We uh, ran that tape last week, and uh, uh, George introduced himself as Anthony DeVolder. This is in yeah. 2019, the year before he first runs for Congress as George Santos. Right. We also learned that his claims that his mother uh, worked at the South Tower of the World Trade Center on 9-11 and died from exposure to the toxins later. She wasn't even living in the United States at the time. And this is the kind of horrible shamelessness. you know. Well, here's a little lighter one that is one of my favorites. Not only did he claim he played for the Baruch uh, University volleyball team, which was a champion team, and uh, he didn't, but he claims he had two knee replacements because right. of playing for the team. And he said he graduated from college with no debt. And uh, other people are shameful for wanting their student debt uh, uh, forgiven. He didn't go to college. Right. Now, two years into his mysterious marriage to a woman, Santos invited friends to celebrate uh, his engagement to a man in 2014. Uh, he divorced the woman in 2019. Uh, the planned engagement party at one of my favorite places, Le Bon Soup in New York, and never happened because the guy rejected him. He was saying he was going to have a party and the guy rejected him. Uh, well, and there's and he also asked one of his roommates, do you want to marry this woman before he married her? Do you want to marry this woman for money? So that's adding up to evidence that he probably married her for money. Uh, he also said he was the victim of an assassination attempt, a Fifth Avenue mugging. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, they're now getting him finally on what I figured they would, which is campaign finance violations. He has now revised his filings uh, for his campaigns 
to admit that he did not personally loan his campaign $500,000. But now he has to explain where that did come from. And there is just no way it can't be a violation of uh, campaign finance rules to be given that much money by someone other than himself. Uh, And uh, I want to make clear to people that much as a lot of these stories are funny, George Santos is an extremely hardline right winger. This is not just uh, some little clown. This is a guy who has some very dangerous points of view. And we have an inner part of an interview he did uh, not too long ago uh, about uh, uh, the don't say gay bill and teaching in schools. Well, look at it this way, John. The family unit's been under attack for decades. Look, in, 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 in different ways, right? In, in, in different ways. The, the flavor of the decade is um, same-sex couples. Oh, that's so okay. It's, uh, look, to each your own, I don't have anything against that, but they're teaching in school kids, you know, that, you know, you don't need a mommy and a daddy. You can have two mommies. You can have two daddies. Uh, I think that's a little much for kids, right? It's and, not, it's, and it's not their place. And that's that's an attack on the family unit in the sense where they're just making excuses and reasoning to explain to kids why there's only one mommy or why there's only daddy, you know, and there's no other person, that it's okay to be like that, that that's your unique type family. I, I want to go back in time and think, why would it be bad for minorities in general and that includes me, right? But why would it be bad for us to have a mom, a dad in the same household, your little brothers and sisters, you know? And then I keep, I keep thinking, because then that, that creates stability. And stability raises good individuals who, can, who are independent thinkers. Yes. And who have instability in the family unit, you reap havoc. One parent can't parent two kids as well as two parents. And there's always that feminine touch to boys from the mother and that masculine touch to boys from the father. Same thing goes for the daughters and it creates equilibrium and balance. Yes. Skills are tipped and there's nobody left there and you have just one-sided, you start creating troubled individuals. Troubled individuals are easier to manipulate and indoctrinate and they buy pretty much anything and drink any Kool-Aid you give them. So that's why. Destroying the family unit has has given uh, the ability to eliminate any demand. We'll give you more money if you have no father. Each child will be worth more money if you have no father in, in the house. So that's the problem. Yeah. Who could be more troubled than George Santos? Who presumably grew up with a mother and father. Heinous, heinous, uh, disgusting stuff from him. Although this is what makes him attractive to Republicans, sadly. I know. And he'll go along with whatever they want to propose. All these horrible bills across the country. But uh, the self-loathing involved in sitting there and spewing this nonsense, uh, this painful, harmful nonsense is really disturbing. Uh, This guy is no joke. He is a real dangerous problem. Well, in in New York, uh, the state Senate stood up to a a conservative move by our our governor, uh, Kathy Hochul. She was trying to put a sort of a center 
center-right judge on the, make him the chief judge of New York, a guy named Hector LaSalle. And she was told by the Democrats, look, you know, we need, the court has moved too far to the right, just as we would with the U.S. Supreme Court, as it has. Uh, we, you know, we want someone with a more progressive outlook. And uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee, led by Brad Hoylman, Siegel, our uh, state senator, an out gay man, um, uh, led the committee into voting down the nomination. And, you know, the governor is now saying, I'm going to go to court and make the whole Senate vote on this, which would probably not succeed anyway. And Hoylman said, uh, how does the Court of Appeals even decide the case when several of them applied for the job? How do they seek enforcement? Are they going to have state troopers with bayonets forcing us into the chamber? The whole thing seems absurd. And it does seem absurd. It, it does. And I can't imagine why she is fighting so hard for this. This The Senate gave her a chance to make a graceful exit from this nomination by just saying, you know, this guy is not going to be approved. Let's move on to the next. But she is just digging in and that can't be good for her on any side. No, uh, she doesn't have a lot of good uh, alternatives among the restricted list of choices, uh, evidently, but now, yes. on the positive side, New York State did pass our Equal Rights Amendment. <laughs> that includes sexual orientation and gender identity, and it's going to go to the voters in 2024, and it's going to cover abortion rights in New York as well. In 2024, we get to vote on this, and the governor, of course, is behind this. A couple of other court stories, uh, the Supreme Court and their... <laughs> ridiculous, uh, feeble uh, sham of an attempt to find the leaker on the uh, the Dobbs decision, the Roe v. Wade overturning. I mean, what a sham that was. Completely. As, you know, especially when, you know, they interviewed all the staff and made them sign sworn statements that what they were saying was true. They talked to the justices and did not make them sign sworn statements. Well, because they really don't want to know the answer, because it's not a left winger who leaked this story. It was the right wing who wanted to really cement this decision before anyone had a chance to right. amend it when they announced it. So that was stupid. All right. Now, the Ninth it, Circuit on the West Coast yes. to rehear the challenge to Washington state's law banning conversion therapy uh, for minors. The state was sued by a licensed Christian marriage and family therapist who said his it was chilling his speech rights. The court said it didn't violate the First or the 14th Amendment or religious freedom. The law targets the harm of conversion therapy, and it enforces restrictions on unprofessional conduct. Yeah, and uh, prohibits unnecessary, ineffective, harmful treatment of minors by conversion therapy by medical professionals, which is who was suing the medical professionals who are barred from doing it. Well, again, churches can still go after kids and, you know, screw them up with this stuff, but you can't get reimbursed as a, as a professional for it. Exactly. Although I'm sure churches will find a way soon to get reimbursed for their work on this. <laughs> you roll your eyes, but you know that that's where churches are headed. Okay. All right. Uh, and just uh, the uh, murder, the massacres in California, 
Again, we are faced with the impossibility of uh, getting rid of guns in this country. Uh, We now have, uh, what, 111 million, no, 400 million guns uh, circulating in this country. Uh, But Gays Against Guns was out on the streets of New York uh, after both these massacres to uh, demonstrate against uh, guns and in favor of gun restrictions and gun laws. And it provides a way, I'm not sure whether they still have chapters around the country, they have had, but certainly if you're in New York and you want to do something about uh, uh, the abundance of guns and lack of restrictions, uh, checking out Gays Against Guns is a good way to start. In other political news, the independent now bisexual Senator uh, Kirsten Sinema uh, in Arizona, who was aligned with Wall Street and the Republican Party on key economic issues, will be challenged by Democratic Congressman Ruben Gallego, Gallego, a progressive in 2024. Now, this is a test for the Democratic Party, which does not oppose progressive independents like Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Angus King of Maine. Uh, There are worries that a three-way race might go to a Republican, but given Sinema's alignment with Mitch McConnell, um, that at least ought to help Gallego. Well, she's at third place in the polling right now. The uh, election, of course, isn't for another almost two years. So who knows what will happen between now and then. But Gallego is a wonderful, uh, aggressively strong uh, progressive. And he is going right after her in interview after interview after interview. He's really good. Okay. Let's go. Carrie Lake is the nominee uh, for the Republicans. Uh, She may have... (laughs) Her credibility is just sinking like a stone. So I I haven't given up on the idea that Gallego could win this race. And there will be others uh, forming a Democratic primary between now and then, too. Uh, In Florida, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, uh, continues on the warpath. He he banned the College Board's Advanced Placement Course in African-American Studies, saying it violated the state's Stop Woke Act citing subjects such as black queer studies, black feminist literary thought, reparations, intersectionality. Well, we have some video of him explaining why he was against it, right? Should we run it? AP African-American studies course that was rejected by the state. Been a lot of criticism of that move. Uh, People saying, you know, this is exactly what we were fearing with the individual freedom bill. I don't know if you or the commissioner could maybe expand a little bit more about. Sure. I mean, I think so. Um, you know, as you know, uh, in the state of Florida, our education standards not only don't prevent, but they require teaching black history, all the important things. That's part of our core curriculum. This was a separate course on top of that for advanced placement credit. And the issue is we have guidelines and standards in Florida. Uh, we want education, not indoctrination. If you fall on the side of indoctrination, we're going to decline. If it's education, then we will do this Core. So when I heard it didn't meet the standards, I figured, yeah, they may be doing security. It's way more than that. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think. 
but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes. Yes, ma'am. We want black history from a white perspective. Exactly. Those are the facts. That and of course, he specifically, they, the education department, specifically went after feminist writer Bell Hooks, who describes herself as queer, who was, who's a part of this, and Angela Davis, who was a lesbian. It, it, you know, it's more nonsense. It's more lies. It's, uh, it's more, uh, we want facts. Facts. They just want uh, their point of view. Uh, they want their indoctrination, no. their whatever. And of course, his goal is the destruction of public education, without a doubt. The stuff he's imposing on teachers now uh, to get them fired, to lose their licenses. He's, de he's also uh, de demanding information from 12 uh, Florida state universities on those who receive gender uh, affirming care over the last five years. The survey tells schools to protect the students' identities, but you know what he's up to. And such as cutting funding to schools that provide the care. Exactly. And the university presidents all over uh, Florida are just rolling over for him. There's no, uh, you know, fight back. And Ben Sass was, has now taken the position of president of whatever Florida university he was uh, up for in spite of the demonstrations there that we showed you a few weeks ago. Uh, it is just total capitulation. Well, students, uh, will be, students will be standing up to this. There already are some teachers and professors standing up and saying, we are not going to be bound by these laws. We intend to violate them. If you think this is violating them, we're going to do that. Um, in Manatee County, Florida, teachers were told to make classroom libraries inaccessible to students and remove all unvetted books or risk felony prosecution, and loss of license. Uh, the vetting process is very cumbersome, so now books that are donated by parents and community members are not allowed. No. Uh, and teachers can't bring in books unless they're uh, first vetted by some committee that is appointed by uh, uh, DeSantis uh, uh, supporters. It's, it's just a... Well, we're reading about a lot of people leaving the state as a result of this stuff. Well, where are they going to go? Well, North Dakota is uh, uh, has just uh, proposed a book ban bill, uh, mostly in reaction to a book called Let's Talk About It, A Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human. And teachers can go to jail if they uh, teach this. The the The... Avenue, the area where people can have freedom is just shrinking uh, by the minute in this well, country. The bill redefines explicit material to include deviant sexual intercourse, sexual perversion, sexual identity and gender identity. This is explicit. I mean, if you if you stock such a book after a complaint, 30 days in jail and a fine of fifteen hundred dollars or both. And so it's uh, fascism. You know, this is a classic technique where they start by listing things that they know everybody is going to hate and and support banning, you know, perversion, uh, uh, deviance, all of this. And then you get to a word like sexual orientation. And suddenly 
that's thrown into the mix too, even though, of course, it is has nothing to do with any of that. And now we're all banned. Well, don't forget, you know, you and I worked in the schools and talked about sexual orientation issues and AIDS issues and sexuality issues. But the schools were often very nervous about it when we were doing it in some cases. Uh, well, we got, <laughs> I did have one principal uh, call me into his office after uh, an AIDS presentation and tell me, uh, maybe you were there, I can't remember, uh, that I was homicidal for suggesting uh, condom usage to kids. Uh, but <laughs> but that well, we also had, you know, the uh, principal of Paramus High School stood up for us when parents complained. Yes. And we had very, very, very little pushback to what we were doing because what we were doing was honest and straightforward and helpful. But there were lots of fights about integrating LGBTQ issues in curriculum. And then let's go to Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. By the way, I'm going to another school next week to uh, talk to an eighth grade civics class. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, in Des Moines, the Catholic bishop there, William Johnson or Johnson, uh, please note how he likes to dress up, has banned cross-dressing in his parishes and schools. Also uh, forbidding puberty blockers, I don't know, he's going to do this, and preferred pronouns. Now, it's understandable that a church entirely governed by men, albeit in dressy costumes, wants to strictly dictate sex roles, but those are not the founding principles of Christianity. I mean, Galatians, Christ, there is neither male nor female, but they don't seem to uh, abide by that. Uh, Just the sexist doctrine. Well, I'll know more about this after this weekend because I am going to be consecrated in the Church of Stop Shopping this weekend. (laughs) You may address me after Sunday as St. Anne. It's always how I thought of you. (laughs) Everyone's invited three o'clock on Sunday in the East Village at the Church of Stop Shopping. Seriously about, you know, Des Moines, a Democratic state senator there, Claire Chelsea or Celsi, C-E-L-S-I said, these schools uh, want public dollars and want to tr- and, and, and treat kids in a way uh, that will, will cause some of them to commit suicide. And uh, this is not what Jesus would do, she said. Thus endeth the sermon, but let's go on to the Jesus painting at the Merchant Marine. Well, I just, uh, Iowa is, uh, uh, you know, the the guy and the bishop in Iowa is uh, forbidding all this in 17 schools and uh, 80 parishes. Uh, the legislature has introduced very draconian uh, don't say gay or trans bills for the entire state. So this is, it's not just the religious entities, this is, is spreading completely. Yes. Kings Point, New York. Go ahead. Jesus. Jesus, you started. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the, uh, uh, what are they, cadets? They're called cadets. Merchant uh, Marine Academy. Yes, at the Merchant Marine Academy. They have, uh, in one of their common rooms, they've, they've had to have functions in front of this ship, of uh, a painting of a ship and Jesus Christ walking on the water out there. And finally, somebody complained uh, about, you know, hey, this is, a, I think it was some Jewish students uh, or Muslim students who complained about, you know, this is not our God. And uh, they put a curtain around it. 
but they're not taking it down. They said it's too big. We don't know where to put it. Uh, we'll put a curtain on it so that people can still see it from time to time if they want to look at it. Yes, they can look, they can lift the curtain and peek under it. But this is a longstanding problem at uh, military academies in this country. There was a huge thing years ago at the Air Force Academy because everybody was forced to be indoctrinated with biblical teachings uh, as part of the curriculum at the Air Force Academy, Christian, evangelical uh preachings by uh, teachers, coaches, whatever. Uh, and it was just accepted as routine uh, before it started being uh, challenged. People woke up and said, wait a minute, is this what we should be doing at these places? And all the suppression has real world consequences. And of course, there is still a lot of violence against our people. And we report on how 27-year-old trans woman Casey Johnson uh, was murdered and her remains washing up on the Savannah River in Georgia. Uh, 26-year-old William Haven Hicks of South Carolina was arrested and charged with first-degree murder and kidnapping. Uh, Johnson survived by her partner, uh, Bulla Brodzinski, who last saw her on January 13th when she was supposed to return after an hour. Uh, Casey attended Abide University and was recently a manager at a Domino's Pizza in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, now, that next picture that was just up is from Hobart, Indiana, where uh, a trans couple, Dust Destiny Jackson and Nazira Muhammad, were murdered. Oh, wait a minute. I'm I'm the one who's out of order, I think. Um, uh, last anyway. November. Uh, they were killed in November. Uh, the police came out this week to hold a press conference to seek help in finding the killer. They were killed at home in their apartment. The killer, the the apartment was on the second floor. The killer grabbed a table from outside, put it up against the building, climbed up on the table, climbed into the apartment and killed them. This is not a random shooting on the street. This is a deliberate uh, uh, planned murder to get these. Well, killed them in their sleep. And as of the last report I read, we're still waiting on the lab results on the forensic evidence collected at the apartment. Well, that's very common for police departments to take years to uh, get lab results. And in Houston, the police department there held a, uh, put out a request for help to find the murderer of uh, trans woman Iris Santos, who was killed two years ago in Houston in April uh, 21. Now, the good news, of course, is that these police departments are ostensibly continuing to pursue these cases. They haven't been completely forgotten, but very frustrating that they're not getting very far on them. We lost, uh, we lost, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, a couple of others in, um, uh, in San Diego, there is a whole dust up over, a trans woman using a women's locker room at a YMCA. A 17-year-old girl uh, got very upset because she saw this trans woman uh, naked in the locker room from behind. Uh, and the trans woman is a 66-year-old uh, black woman who then held a press conference to say, you know, I'm no threat to anyone. And the YMCA is supporting her. 
And uh, it's a real uh, fight now between those who, uh, you know, are up in arms about trans women having access to these spaces. Uh, and, and the girl is still saying, I, you know, I'll never recover from this. Uh, and it's, uh, it's ugly in, uh, they had dueling protests of hundreds of people. So this is still very much an issue. And then a sad story from Atlanta where Ashley Diamond, uh, trans woman, uh, update on her case. We told you, we've been following this for some years. She was incarcerated for some nonviolent crime and put in a men's prison years ago. And she was horribly assaulted, raped repeatedly, harassed, and she sued eventually over her treatment, uh, over being in the men's prison in the first place uh, and the way she was treated. And she won her lawsuit uh, and uh, eventually got out and then was arrested again on a technical parole violation because she had left the state for medical treatment uh, as a trans woman, and they put her back in prison. They put her back in the men's prison where she again has been assaulted and raped repeatedly, even though the court in the first case had outlawed all this and said, it, you know, given her a settlement and, and said all this was uh, wrong and criminal. And she got exactly the same kind of horrible treatment. So she sued again uh, and now she has withdrawn this suit because it's just all too much for her. And she wants to take time to heal and recover from all of this. So the suit has been uh, postponed uh, and she has just been through a living hell repeatedly uh, in these prison experiences in Atlanta. Well, let's talk about some of the people that we lost this past week. Uh, first of all, someone we knew very well, legendary off-Broadway performer Everett Quinton, who's died at the age of 71, a mainstay of the Ridiculous Theater Company with his late partner, Charles Ludlam. Theatrical company. Uh, I just got a note from Jackie Rudin. Uh, it's the Ridiculous Theatrical Company. Okay. Rid uh, uh, the Ridiculous. Uh, yes. Charles Ludlam died of AIDS back in 1987, his partner. More recently, he was in the movie Bros. He was the, the second of 12 Irish Catholic children growing up in Brooklyn. He, he directed The Ridiculous Company for 10 years after, after uh, uh, Ludlum's death. And he had film roles in Pollock and After Louis, uh, but mainly known for off-Broadway and regional theater and wrote plays, including A Tale of Two Cities, which won an Obie Award, and Call Me Sarah, Sarah Bernhardt many of his characters in drag. In 2014, he said, the ridiculous is a theater of rage. It's at odds with the world. It comes out fighting against a system that is stultifying. That's what we are too. <laughs> he also had, he was on Law and Order. He was on Nurse Jackie. And in 1985, I looked this up on IMDb, he was in an episode of Miami Vice and he's billed as a uh, homosexual pusher. <laughs> but the whole thing about Everett is what a sweet guy he was and how absolutely beloved in the community. You'd run into him everywhere at meetings and demos and stuff. 
and he just was a total sweetheart and uh, much missed and, and gone far too soon at 71. And another pioneer, uh, also from New York, uh, Morty Newberg. Uh, an early past president of the LGBT Bar Association, who's died at the age of 68, survived by his life partner of 34 years, Michael uh, Chrisafuli. Uh, in, he was in private, in private practice. He represented LGBTQ people and people with AIDS, including one of the first AIDS physicians who was uh, uh, faced, who faced discrimination by a co-op board due to the nature of his practice. He also did pro bono work for SAGE, GMHC, Lambda, and the LGBT Community Center, Morty Newberg. Uh, did, did, did you mention his kids, Seth and Sophie? No, I'm, I'm sorry, I did not. Okay. Uh, all right. So- and I'm sorry I missed the story this summer, but out former city council member Danny Drum, at right in this photo from the St. Patrick's Day parade, um, a longtime gay and Irish activist is now the chief financial officer of the Fifth Avenue St. Patrick's Day Parade, the one that excluded LGBT Irish groups for 25 years, but finally relented in 2016. Danny was an out uh, public school teacher uh, prior to his political life, rising to the chair of the Finance Committee and founder of the Queen's Pride March. I guess all those demonstrations were worth it. (laughs) Congratulations, Danny. Okay, and then uh, this week I covered the, the 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 winter dinner of the Jim Owls Liberal Democratic Club dinner, and the keynote. This is well. First of all, we have a picture of Alan Roscoff, who's the president there, with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Sarah Nelson, head of the flight attendants union. But the keynote was given by Trump. It was <laughs> Mary Trump. Uh, and- well, I was hoping for Eric. <laughs> Uh, Mary, Mary Trump, and we do have video of what she had to say to this audience. So I decided to forget about being ready and just come, and I'm, I'm so glad I did because we learned a lot, or I certainly did, during the last, it depends on how you're counting things, but two and a half to seven years of total isolation. We learned a lot about existential dread. We learned a lot about misanthropy. We learned that about 40% of the American population doesn't care if we die. You know, we learned all sorts of really useful things. But more than that, and, and more importantly, we learned about the importance of community. Um, and I'm not talking about the kinds of accidental community. You know, we live in a neighborhood, we become friends with our kids, the parents of our kids' friends. Um, not, I'm not talking about that at all, because quite honestly, after the 2016 election, I lived on Long Island, I, was, I had been banished to the wilds of Long Island. And um, after that election, I lost all of my friends. So it was clearly a very superficial kind of community. I'm talking about the kind of community that we choose. I'm talking about the kind of community where we join with like-minded people. And I think the, the other thing we learned is that the fight is worth it. 
right? Um, you know, we've all heard the uh, phrase, we go high. And I think it's gotten a bad rap because I, what, I, what that means to me is this. We go high means we don't lie, cheat, and steal like they do. We go high means we understand what's at stake. We understand who we need to fight for. We go high means that we are willing to get in the mud and put on our brass knuckles and use them with love to, pr to protect what is meaningful about being American and about being a citizen of the world. So, I just want to say how grateful I am to have been asked to be here tonight. Um, I want to say that I am honored beyond expression to be in the fight with all of you. And finally, I want to say that having been invited into this community means the world to me. So thank you all of you so much. I'm confused about which friends she lost, but uh, but I would love to invite her to join us here on Gay USA. I'd love to uh, have a longer conversation with her. That would be great. And uh, one of the other awardees was Lee Daniels. Uh, you know him as the producer of the Butler Precious Empire on TV. And he was presented his award by Jordan E. Cooper, uh, another gay black man who uh, who's ain't no mo was just on Broadway, the youngest American playwright produced on Broadway ever at the age of 27. So Daniels spoke movingly of the prejudice that he had to overcome in the industry and the bigoted words that he encountered. And we have the rest of his speech here. And, um, and this award is not for, uh, you know, I've got a lot of awards, but um, this award, what, what um, Jim Owls has done is if I got called those kinds of names in the 80s, what did he get What did he go through? Really, you know? And so um, it's crazy. It's crazy that... Uh, It's crazy that we live in a world full of racism. It's crazy that we live in a world full of homophobia. And uh, I don't know why I'm so emotional. I'm emotional because this kid is, you know, this is like my son. I have kids, I got kids his age. And um, as I think about it, you know, as we were, um, we were the, my partner and I were the first, uh, I didn't even know it at the time. My partner and I were the first same-sex couple that um, adopted in um, Pennsylvania. We weren't doing it. We didn't even know what we were doing. I said, I want some kids, damn it. And we got some kids. I thank you very much. And uh, I don't take this lightly. Thank you so much for this. It's beautiful. Thank you.
you, Tim. Thank you, Jim Lovely Owls. Daniels. He's made a lot of wonderful, wonderful movies. And he mentioned Jim Owls. That was uh, the first president of the Gay Activist Alliance in 1969. And he ran first to run for city council and, and, and those kinds of things. So, yeah. Right. So that's why he was saying I got called these names in the 80s. Imagine what Jim Owls was called in the 60s and 70s and uh, and before. Right. Uh, but yeah, it looked like a really great dinner. I ended it, I thought I was going to go. I ended up not making it. I'm sorry. I missed it. Uh, but congratulations to Alan Roscoff for, uh, getting some really major important people to talk. And you told me the, uh, flight attendant union president made a great speech. Sarah Nelson. And I'm going to link to a story I wrote about this for the Gay City News, which should also have links to some of these videos if you'd like to read about it. Sarah Nelson was absolutely terrific. Uh, I, let me just run through a couple of quick stories uh, before we get to international news. Uh, also, uh, in uh, Des Plaines, uh, Illinois, the theater company canceled uh, a conservative play, Awake Illinois, uh, uh, Coalition for Kids, after what they called violent threats from LGBTQ people. Uh, strange. Uh, but the Chicago City Council unanimously uh, protects access to gender affirming care and abortion uh, in Chicago. Uh, and in uh, New York City, the Legal Aid Society and some whistleblowers slammed the Department of Corrections for their uh, the new commissioner for going backwards on treatment of trans inmates, Louis Molina, they are really after him because he is really ignoring trans people. Uh, and in Arkansas, the Senate passed a, a bill to make drag queer shows, drag queen shows uh, uh, labeled adult entertainment and forbidden for uh, kids. Uh, Glad is under attack for taking money from uh, streaming companies and then giving them awards. Uh, but my favorite comp my favorite bad story is M&M's Candies has uh, canceled its diverse spokes candies. I just wanted to be able to say spokes candies because Tucker Carlson thinks that the changes they've made to them make them look like lesbians. And so they have capitulated to Tucker Carlson for the moment and canceled their uh, spokes candies. Okay. Spokes candies. All right. Let's go to England, where the Church of England will now allow blessings of same-sex couples who civilly marry or get domestic partnerships. They will not perform same-sex church weddings. The Archbishop of Canterbury, who got his picture, Justin Welby, says he's extremely joyful at the proposals, but that he himself will not do any of the blessings. He says, because he has a responsibility to be a focus of unity, which is of course, double talk. If you don't stand up for what you believe to be true and right, you are lost, uh, Reverend. Um, so the church also made a big apology. They're deeply sorry for their past rejection and exclusion of LGBTQ people and for the hostile and homophobic response in our churches, which they call shameful, but true sorrow requires repentance. And as an atheist, I should not be the one to have to re remind you about this. And they need to go all the way. And today's uh, headline in religious news is from the Vatican, where the Pope has decided to declare that 
homosexuality is not a crime, but of course it is a sin. Well, it is a crime in 67 countries, and he's gone to Africa. Let's see if he brings it up there. Yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, look, I mean, it's double talk. Where do you think these laws come from? They come from religions. And he needs to reform the Catholic Church's teaching on homosexuality, period. Yeah. He does say that he, he thinks uh, he knows that a lot of the bishops uh, support anti-sodomy laws, and these bishops have to have a process of conversion. Yeah, that was cute. In India, uh, the Supreme Court Collegium uh, is demanding that the government appoint a gay judge to the Delhi High Court, but the government is objecting because the guy's out and he would be biased. Oh, yeah, we've heard that before. <laughs> we certainly have. Uh, but in Taiwan, good news, uh, Taiwan issued a directive saying that they, they're the only Asian country that has legal same-sex marriage, but they have always said that if a Taiwanese marries someone from another country, it will only be recognized in Taiwan if the other person's other country legalizes same-sex marriage. So they've said that no longer applies. Everybody can be recognized, except if you marry someone from China. Now, we they told you that the conservative government in the United Kingdom overruled the Scottish government uh, and their gender uh, Reform Act, uh, which makes it easier to have uh, redesignate your gender. Um, and the labor leader also sort of said, yeah, I'm very concerned about single sex spaces. Well, now he says same single sex spaces are not at risk and he opposes what they're trying to do to Scotland. Um, and the, uh, the Scottish minister, Nicholas Sturgeon, is appealing to the courts to preserve the Gender Recognition Act. Um, so, yeah. And and. Final point from England, the coronation for King Charles II, III, excuse me, uh, will include singing groups composed of deaf people, refugees, and wait for it, LGBTQ people. Uh, the European Court of Human Rights has ruled against the country of Lithuania, which censored a book of fairy tales by a lesbian author that included uh, diverse characters, diverse racially, ethnically, by disability, and LGBTQ. Uh, the European Court of Human Rights said, no, you can't do that. You cannot censor that book. It's fine. European Court of Human Rights has been terrific. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a loss to report from Australia. The out gay rugby player and bobsledder, Simon Dunn, 35 years old, was found dead in his New South Wales home on January 21st, the cause of death not revealed. The police say it is not being treated as suspicious. Dunn was part of the Australian team in the 2018 Winter Olympics. He advocated for LGBT inclusion in sports and fought back against anti-gay rhetoric in the field. He had a couple of uh, some bad things in his life. He was supposed to be the in the Olympics last year, but he got a detached bicep. He broke up with his uh, boyfriend of five years. So no official cause of death, but some concern that it may have been by no. suicide. But we shouldn't speculate. And in uh, Louisiana, they held the Miss USA, uh, the Miss Universe pageant recently. And the Miss Universe pageant, as we've told you, is now owned by an out trans Thai woman uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Anna Jakarjuta Tip. 
And she got up there and gave this huge uh, uh, adamant speech about trans rights and female empowerment uh, and really blew away the crowd with the strength of her political statement. Uh, And then Miss USA won the pageant. That's a pageant, the Miss Universe, that used to be owned, of course, by Donald Trump. All right. Moving on to international to uh, AIDS news. Yes. Uh, Tennessee has rejected federal funding of HIV prevention, testing and treatment so it can cut off funding to Planned Parenthood. They will use state funds to support this kind of work, but not by Planned Parenthood. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, And in Ontario court in Canada, has uh, changed the murder conviction uh, to manslaughter for an HIV-positive guy who had uh, unprotected sex with two women who later died of uh, AIDS uh, because they can't prove that he meant it. They can't prove his state of mind. So his uh, sentence was converted to a life sentence. And uh, the trial, I just wanted to follow up on what you uh, mentioned last week. They, they did stop the trial of uh, the only HIV vaccine under uh, final investigation because it failed to prevent HIV infection in gay men and trans people. Uh, a similar vaccine had already failed in women, but they were continuing to investigate this thing. They finally gave up on it. Fauci says there is still hope from other approaches, but you know, once again, the vaccine promised 40 years ago by Margaret Heckler has not appeared. Well, we were sort of hopeful when a lot of the uh, COVID vaccines came along that this yeah. technology would work uh, with. HIV. Well, that's what Fauci is talking about—that the mRNA uh, technology may yet uh, produce something positive. All right, all right. Uh, Oscar nominations are out. Uh, the lone. LGBTQ actor playing an LGBTQ role, Stephanie Hsu in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She plays the daughter. She's pretty charming. I, I've only seen two-thirds of the movie so far, but uh, I like her, and, and she's been nominated all over the place, so she has a good chance of winning. There's also an, a nomination for out gay director Lu, Lucas Don't, Don't, D-H-O-N-T, from yes. Belgium, for uh, for uh, best uh, non English language film, close. Right. Uh, some think the uh, Paul Paul Meskel's role in After Sun uh, for best actor is definitely maybe queer, according to Queerty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly know that Kate Blanchett's role in Tar is out lesbian. Uh, and she certainly is one of the favorites, although I personally would vote for Michelle Yeoh in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Brendan Fraser uh, is nominated for Best Actor in Whale, playing a morbidly obese gay man uh, in something that was originally a play by Samuel Hunter, a gay man. Uh, and the Best Documentary feature, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, about Nan Golden, uh, which uh, Marin uh, Johns, our, our co-host, was so high on. Um, it's about her work in the LGBTQ and AIDS communities, was nominated. And uh, for Best Screenplay, Original Screenplay, The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner, nominated. This uh, Oscars will be handed out March 12th on ABC. 
Uh, you want to mention Allegiance in, yes, in London? Uh, out gay stars George uh, Takai and Telly Leung are making their West End debuts in the musical Allegiance about the U.S. internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. Takai is, is making his debut at the age of 85. Uh, the show played on Broadway several years ago and is getting nice notices now at the Charing Cross Theater. Uh, and I just want to follow up on your mentions of the Golden Globes last week. First of all, it's Niecy Nash, not Nicey Nash. Is she uh, Niecy? All right. Niecy. Uh, and I love Jennifer Coolidge. She totally stole the show, as did Ryan Murphy. And I liked Gerard Carmichael's hosting. I thought he did a sort of subtle, underplayed uh, good job with that. Uh, I also want to recommend a show I just caught up with on Netflix, Dead to Me. Have you seen that? No, uh, I, have, I have a friend who says it to me all the time, uh, people that he hates. <laughs> Christina Applegate, uh, three seasons, 30 episodes, half an hour each, really clever and, and funny and good, Dead to Me on uh, Netflix. I finally saw that Banshees movie, which is uh, uh, yeah. you know, which is pretty grim. I mean, it's it's grotesque, really. It's gotten so many nomina- so many nominations uh, with uh, Brendan Gleeson and uh, Colin Farrell. I like them, uh, but uh, it's it, it's grotesque. Martin McDonough. Uh, well, he often is grotesque. I've been wondering whether to watch it, but uh, we'll see whether I get to it. What I did watch was the wonderful documentary on PBS this week, No Straight Lines, uh, an hour and a quarter about queer uh, comic uh, authors and drawers. Uh, the, no Straight Lines, The Rise of Queer Comics. Uh, a lot of our friends, Alison Bechtel, Howard Cruz, Jennifer Camper. Ivan Velez Jr. makes a couple of cameo appearances. Yay, we work with him at Hedrick Martin Institute, Tales of the Closet. Yep. Uh, so it's part of the Independent Lens series, and it's streaming free on the uh, PBS side, I think, for the next three months. We'll link it in our show note. Uh, well worth watching, absolutely charming and uh, and absorbing. So and if you want our show note, go to gayusatv.org and sign up on our homepage. Uh, I, we should note the passing of David Crosby as the generous uh, sperm donate, donating father of two of Melissa Etheridge's children. Uh, good for him. We have only a few seconds. Uh, Just show that picture of uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre with the cast of The L Word finishing season three and Corrine Jean-Pierre in a cameo at the wedding of Beth and Tina. Very exciting. Congratulations. See you next week. Thanks for being with us.